Good morning. It's wonderful to be in the Lord's house today. We appreciate each of you coming and sharing with us in this service. And we are just praying that God's Holy Spirit will take charge in this service today and that He'll be glorified and magnified. Someone here that's lost, that they'll be saved and that each of our hearts will be charged with the Holy Spirit. And we'll leave here rejoicing in our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to uh, take just a moment to thank you for the cards and the greetings that we've already begun to receive this morning. It's been a, a wonderful privilege to serve as your interim pastor for the last 18 months. But uh, the time is coming where uh, we'll be moving on to wherever God opens up the opportunity for us to go. But uh, next week you'll be receiving your new pastor. And we're so grateful for that. Now, the hard part about being an interim pastor is, is leaving. And uh, I, I've been through that, uh, well, seven other times. So you'd think you'd get used to it, but you don't. But we've gained friends and family in every church we've served in, and we, we're grateful for the friendship and the families that, that uh, we've become a part of here in this church this morning. But I, my objective this morning is not to talk about myself, but to talk about what the Scripture has to say. If you'd turn with us in your Bibles to the book of Acts, We'll be uh, using some passages out of chapter 4 and also chapter 5. So if you'll just find that division there between 4 and 5 and hang there for a few minutes, we'll, we'll get around to some of these passages of Scripture. My first Sunday here, the first Sunday of February of uh, 2021, I preached a message out of Matthew chapter 16 in verses 13 through 18 about what's right about the church. And I thought I was just preaching one message, but God has continued to uh, just encourage me and to help me to continue to preach about His church. We preached through the remainder of the book of Matthew, and now we're in the book of Acts. And we see the church that has just come into to bloom out and begin to blossom. But we also see some persecution that began to happen to the church. And that's something that the church has always faced. Anytime God is doing something, be reminded the devil's also doing something. And the devil often attacks and often comes after God's people. And I trust that these messages have challenged you and caused you to dig deeper in the Word of God. I know it's certainly challenged me to, to search out these scriptures and try to share with you something new and refreshing each Sunday as I stand here. But today, we want to ask a question. I, I've noticed in studying this passage of scripture this week, there's a word that keeps occurring. And it's the word filled, F-I-L-L-E-D. And as it's used here, it means what's in control. Whatever fills you is what 
controls you. And I want to ask this question. What's in your heart? What's filling your heart? But before we read, let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for the privilege to be here this morning, to stand once again before this congregation to share, share your word, Lord. Father, I pray that the Holy Spirit will just take charge in everything that is said and done. May I just get out of your way and let you work in our hearts and in our lives. Lord, it's such a joy to study about your church and to know that here 2,000 years later, your church is still going. Your church is still growing. And yes, your church is still being attacked. But Lord, we're glad that we're on the winning side. We're glad that we're a part of your church, your family. And Lord, I pray today for anyone who might be under the sound of our voice that does not have a personal relationship with you, that Lord, this will be that day that they would come and surrender their lives to you and start anew and afresh, Lord, with a relationship with you that will continue for eternity. We just want to tell you that we love you, Lord. Thank you for this church, and we pray your blessings upon them. We pray for Brother Randy and his families. They'll be coming next Sunday to assume the pastorate. And Father, we pray that you'll bless them and use them in miraculous ways here in this church and in this community. May you get glory out of all of it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We've been seeing God at work in His church here. And I, I want to go back and pick out just some verses of Scripture here that has the word filled in it. Acts chapter 4 and verse 31. It says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. We'll find some people in this passage of Scripture, and we find people in every church that are filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That means the Holy Spirit controls their life. The Holy Spirit is in command in their life, and they obey the Holy Spirit. And they live for the Lord, and, and notice what was happening here. That the church had been threatened. The church had been made to, to uh, try to bow down to the religious leaders of their days. But when they had prayed, the Bible says, that place was shaken where they were assembled together. God shook that place. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now there's something that is unique about the filling of the Holy Spirit. That you'll find this, you can go all through the New Testament. And you find that when people are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, that there's something that always takes place. They have a boldness to speak about Jesus. This is what it says. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Not with timidity, not cowering down, but being bold in sharing what the Lord has to say. 
And that's something that this world needs today is to see people of the, that belong to the Lord and that are filled with the Holy Spirit of God stand up and be bold in our day in proclaiming the Word of God. I know that society has kind of dumbed us down. and They said, now, there are certain things you shouldn't address. There are certain words you shouldn't say that those are words that offend people. Well, let me tell you something. When you stand before God, are you going to tell God what to say? Are you going to tell God that He's offending you? We're all going to stand there one of these days. And I want to stand there with a clean heart and a, a pure life that, that has been lived for the Lord. And I want to hear him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But there's going to be people that he will say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of iniquity. Now that's, that's sad, isn't it? But it's true. It's true. And these people, they were filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Well, how do I get filled with the Holy Spirit of God? Well, first of all, you have to know the Holy Spirit. You have to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He only fills those who are His. But we're commanded to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5, 18, if you want to look that up. We're commanded to be filled. That's how we're empowered to live for the Lord day after day after day. That's how we're empowered to stand up against the attacks of the enemy. That's how that we're empowered to do what God wants us to do is through being filled with His Holy Spirit. So are you filled with God's Spirit today. They not only spoke the Word of God with boldness, but notice that as you go down through there, and I preached on this last Sunday, they were in one accord. They were uh, people that uh, certainly became an unselfish people. They began to give what they had so that others could have something. And they were unselfish in their attitude. And, but the Bible talks about in verse 33 there, and with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. When they got filled with the Holy Spirit of God, they were powerful witnesses. And isn't that what the, the Lord has told us to do? To go into all the world and to be His witnesses. Wherever we go in your life day by day, whether it's down on the job or in your school or in your community, wherever you're at, you can be a witness for the Lord. Yesterday, Francis and I had the privilege of going to a reunion of my graduating class. It was 60 years ago that I graduated from high school. We were glad to meet some of our friends that we hadn't saw in a long time. And the guy who was over it, he, he had talked a while and he just said, has anybody else got anything you want to say? And it kind of got quiet. Nobody said anything. And all at once, the, the master of ceremonies, he just handed the microphone and says, give this to Dave back there. Now, Dave was a, he was dressed in his motorcycle riding clothes. He had a big long beard. When I knew him in high school, he, he, wasn't, uh, 
He wasn't the best student around. But they handed Dave that microphone. And boy, he started witnessing for the Lord. He started telling about how that God had taken care of him in Vietnam when he was flying a helicopter and uh, flew over a, a Viet Cong village one day and they, they shot at him and they hit the tail rotor of his helicopter and it went out and he, he said, I, I flew the best I could to the nearest airport and come skidding in there so much that it burnt the skids off of the helicopter. But he said, God protected me. And then he told us about riding down the highway one day on his motorcycle and he's, he's following a, a Corvette and he says, I was following at a safe distance, but he said all at once that Corvette stopped dead still in front of me and he hit it. And he said, I went flying through the windshield of my motorcycle and landed on my head in front of that car. They took him to the hospital and and. Uh, they told him that his neck and his head had been driven down through his thorax and that all of his spine was crushed and they put him in bed for several weeks. When he went back to see the doctor, the doctor was astonished. He said, how'd you get here? He said, well, I rode my motorcycle. He said, you rode your motorcycle? He said, yeah. He said, man, you shouldn't even be walking. But they did x-rays and things on him and said, your spine's normal. It's back to where it needs to be. God did it. And this, this man, I mean, he was just a bold witness for the Lord. Just sharing his witness. When he finished, a little guy beside him, he grabbed the microphone and he said, I want to tell you, God got a hold of me one day too. Man, it, it, it was a lot different than the reunion we'd went to a few years ago where it was all about boozing and partying. It was about the Lord yesterday. And I praise God for that, that they were witnesses. It's just a blessing to sit back and hear somebody talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. They were filled with the Holy Spirit, you see. But look here in Acts chapter 5, verse 1. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, kept part of the price, and his wife also being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But notice verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? and to keep back part of the price of the land. Here's these two people. Now evidently, it, when it says up there, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. That included Ananias and Sapphira. Because the story doesn't break there. Because there's a chapter break, but the story goes on. And it talks about this man and this woman. Everybody was selling their possessions and bringing the money and, and were making it available for anybody who needed it to live out of it. And they sell their possession. They, they had a piece of land that they sold. But they plotted among themselves that they would keep back a part of the price, but yet they were going to say they were giving it all. And when they come and brought that, and laid it down there at the apostles' feet. Peter 
God must have spoken to his heart. Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? You see, there's people that Satan fills their heart. They're under the control of Satan. Even though Ananias and Sapphira evidently had been saved and they had been filled with the Holy Spirit of God, yet Satan had crept into their life. And they would given control to him. He placed in their heart to tell a lie. You see, the devil told the first lie that's ever recorded in history. It's found in Genesis chapter 2 or 3, somewhere in there. You remember the story how that God told Adam and Eve that they could eat of everything in the garden except one tree. They were not to partake of that one tree. But Satan comes around and begins a conversation with Eve. and says, has God said? You see, Satan's always casting doubt on God's word. He's always trying to get you to believe a lie. He's always trying to make it sound good to you so that you won't believe the truth, but you'll believe a lie. Has God said not to eat of that tree? Surely God didn't mean that. Surely God's not going to cause you to die if you eat of that tree. But you see, she partook of that fruit of that tree some people say it was an apple. The Bible doesn't say what it was. It's whatever that tree produced. She not only partook of it, but she gave some to Adam and he partook of it. And they both began to immediately re be reminded of something. That they were naked. They didn't have any clothes. They were naked. They began to realize that they had been separated from God. And you see, that's what the word death means. Separated from God. God put them out of the garden. And ever since Adam and Eve, mankind has been a sinner. All down through the generations, every person who has ever walked on the face of this earth, except Jesus Christ, has been a sinner. I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. We're all sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it all goes back to that lie. And we've all fallen for Satan's lies. They lied to the Holy Ghost. They were deceitful trying to cover it up, trying to pretend. And it brought death. Immediately God struck Ananias dead. Three hours later, Sapphira comes in. We don't know where she had been for three hours. But she comes in three hours later. And Peter asks her that question. Did you sell thy land for so much? She said, oh yes, for so much. God struck her dead. You see, sin still brings death. So what's filling your heart today? Is your heart filled with the Holy Spirit? Or is your heart filled with what Satan has put in there? What he tells you, it may sound good. But you remember, he's the liar and the father of the lie. 
He never tells us the whole truth. He always tells us a half-truth or a lie. But look at verse 17 of chapter 5. And the high priest rose up, and they that were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and were filled with indignation. Now that word indignation means jealousy. They were filled with jealousy. Why were they jealous? Well, God was doing some wonderful things in His church. The church was growing by leaps and bounds and by thousands and thousands of people being added to that church. These are the religious leaders. The high priest, it says, rose up. And all that were with him. This is speaking of the Sanhedrin court. He says, all that were with him, which is of the sect of the Sadducees. And the Sadducees were that group of people that didn't believe in the resurrection. They didn't believe in angels. They didn't believe in a lot of things. The Bible says they were filled with indignation. They were jealous. What were they jealous of? Well, they had been seeing all these people come to the temple. They had been seeing all these people come and bow down before them. And now they're losing membership. Part of their most faithful people began to follow the Lord Jesus Christ began to worship God in a different way. Instead of bringing some kind of an animal sacrifice and offering it up on the altar, they took Jesus. He was their sacrifice. Instead of being filled with all the things that was going on there in the temple, they were filled with the Holy Spirit of God. They were boldly witnessing for the Lord Jesus Christ, and people was leaving the Pharisees and the Sadducees' congregation. And they were angry about that. They didn't like that. They were filled with indignation. Well, notice what they do. And notice when you're jealous, there's some things that begins to happen in your life. It says in verse 18, And laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. First thing they did, they went out and arrested the apostles. Took them down to the prison. Put them in there and locked the door. But notice what happens in verse 19. But the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth. Wow, God sent an angel down there that night. And that angel had a key to that door evidently. He opened the door, brought them out, and this is what he said. Go, stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life. You go tell all the people in the temple about the Lord Jesus Christ. What'd they do? When they heard that, they entered into the temple early in the morning and taught. They began to teach about Jesus Christ, that He had rose from the dead, that He was alive forevermore, that He would come and live in their life if they'd just surrendered to Him. But the high priest came, and they that were with Him 
and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. Think about this. Here's the high priest and all his cohorts. And they come and they send down to the prison. Said, go get those guys and bring them in here. We're going to tell them what's what. Well, but when the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told, saying, The prison truly found we shut with all safety, and the keeper standing without before the doors. But when he had opened, we found no man within. O high priest, we went down to the jail. We walked in there. The guards were standing outside the door. The doors were all locked to all the cells. But guess what? The cells were empty. Nobody was in there. Soldiers out there guarding empty cells. They were confounded about that. Now, verse 24, when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Now notice what happened. Verse 25. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, or look, the men whom you put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. <laughs> we used to sing an old song, He set me free. That's what he did. He set them free. Mankind locked them up. God set him free. God's still in the business of setting people free. He wants to set you free today from sin that's in your life. He wants to set you free from the jealousy or whatever it is that's filling your heart. And he wants to fill you with his love. Isn't that wonderful? He set him free. Verse 26, then went the captain with the officers brought them, notice, this time without violence. Why? For they feared the people lest they should have been stoned. When they had brought them, they set them before the council and the high priest asked them, saying, Did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? Now notice again, and behold, you have filled, there's that word again, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. What a wonderful thing. They filled Jerusalem with the doctrine, with the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that what God has commanded us to do? In our world today, our world needs to hear about Jesus. Our world needs to hear that there is freedom in Jesus Christ to live and to live a blessed life for the Lord. They filled Jerusalem with this doctrine 
and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. They said, yeah, we remember this guy that was crucified. Yeah, we remember how we beat him. We remember how, but he was guilty. No, no, no. They never found Jesus guilty of anything. But they crucified him anyway. And now they're saying they're intended to bring this man's blood upon us. Notice Peter in verse 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, Now listen, here's some of the best instruction you'll ever receive. We ought to obey God rather than men. Who are you obeying? God or man? God or the government? God or your spouse? You see, there's always a dividing line. We have a choice. We can obey God and get His blessings. We can obey man and we'll get what man can give us. And that's all we'll get. We ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew. I imagine Peter's pointing his finger at people. Yeah, you were down there at the cross. Yeah, you were there in the, the courts when they were accusing him falsely. And you were the ones that pronounced that he was guilty. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. <laughs> Here it gets good. Him has God exalted with His right hand to be a prince and a savior. Now notice, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. That's why Jesus died. That's why Jesus arose from the dead, so that He can forgive us of all of our sins. That's something to shout about, friend. You say, preacher, don't get so loud. You hurt my ears. Well, maybe they need to be hurt. I get excited about my Lord Jesus. He's worth getting excited about. When they heard that. Excuse me, the pages on my Bible sticking together. Devil's fighting. When they heard that, they were cut to the heart. And notice what they did. And they took counsel to slay them. Their idea, we're going to get rid of this problem. We're going to kill the troublemakers. We're going to kill all the followers of Jesus Christ. Just like we killed Jesus. Somebody, I, I, I heard it somewhere, I don't know exactly where. But somebody was witnessing to someone and they said, you know, Jesus is coming back one day. And they said, well, let him come, we'll kill him again. No, you won't. Mm-mm. No. When Jesus comes again, He's going to come in power and great glory. 
He's going to come to rule and reign. He will be the absolute ruler. What's filling your heart today? I could go on, but we're running out of time. Some were filled with the Holy Spirit. They serve God and they bless God. Some were filled with Satan. And they told lies and tried to deceive. And they wound up dead. Some were filled with indignation. They were jealous. Baptists ever get jealous? Oh yeah. The church down the street's getting more people than we are. Be thankful if they're saved. God only has one church, you know. We're just a small little part of it. But we're a part of a great thing that God is doing in this world today. Yeah, we get jealous sometimes. We think God's not blessing us like He is down the street. Or maybe we just need to get things right with God where God can bless us. I like that where they filled Jerusalem. Filled Jerusalem. with the doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ. Is your heart where it needs to be with God? Are you right with God? Should your heart just beat one more time and stop? Would you be ready to meet the Lord? Ananias thought the day he came to the church that he'd be leaving there. Well, he did. He left people carrying him out and putting him in a grave. Sapphira, she thought she'd come down and strut her stuff. and She'd go home. They carried her out and buried her too. I'm not trying to scare anybody, but reality is the only time that we've got is right now. The Bible says, Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. God hasn't promised you one minute. He always deals with us in the now. Now is the accepted time. If God's dealing with your heart today, I'd advise you to come now. Trust Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Let Him forgive you of your sins. Let Him make you clean and holy and pure. You may say, well, preacher, I've been saved, but I'm just not quite living for the Lord the way I should. Well, why don't you come now? Talk to the Lord about that. Let Him forgive you. Let Him restore you. Let Him take you and use you in this life to help others. You might get the opportunity like that old motorcycle rider did yesterday just to testify for Jesus. Let's stand together.
bow our heads in a moment of prayer. Father, we thank you that, Lord, you filled our hearts with the love of God. Thank you that you filled our hearts with your Holy Spirit, Lord, to proclaim your word. Lord, there may be others here today that are not filled with your spirit, that are not filled with you. Lord, they're filled with everything else. Father, I pray that you'll deal with their hearts today. Issue that invitation that they need to hear from you. And Lord, may they respond in a positive way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.